Hey guys, you're tuned into another episode of the Live Rich Movement Podcast with Erica Lasan. I'm super excited because this week we're talking about the physical manifestation of living rich in your body. Your health is your wealth. So how well are you taking care of yours? Are there things getting in the way of the health goals that you've always wanted? Food habits? Lack of motivation and inspiration when it comes to fitness? Or has it just never been a concern leading up to this point? We're going to chat about it all. This week's guest is fitness mama and the natural hair chick, Felicia Lachelle. I'm exceptionally excited about this conversation because I feel like it's one that every new mom needs to have, or at least one that we constantly have with ourselves, but not with each other often enough. The conversation about the postpartum snapback. There's so much pressure from women to get back to their body goals after having children. And in this conversation, we dive in and talk a little bit about what that actually looks like, how it affects your psyche. Also talking about the need to give yourself grace after pushing out a whole human from a part of your body that really isn't that big to begin with. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation because it's going to be a really great one. Oh my goodness, guys. I am so excited about today's conversation because I'm going to be getting into it with one of my favorite momspirations on Instagram, Felicia Lachelle. Now, a lot of you may know Felicia from her pop-in hair tutorials on Instagram because somehow, I don't know how, her curls always stay juicy and pop-in. Her hair always looks so good. But in addition to letting you guys know how to get your hair right, Felicia is also a model, a mom, and a certified exercise physiologist. The focus of both of her businesses are to help people learn to feel great about themselves at every stage of their fitness and health journey, while also normalizing things that society tries to convince us to hide about ourselves. With this, she provides personal training and customized workouts to guide both men and women looking for motivation and keys to success through applied knowledge. Guys, oh my goodness, I'm so excited for this conversation. It was a long time coming, but we made it happen for you guys. So without further ado, let's get into it. Here is Felicia Lachelle. <laughs> How you doing, girl? I am doing really good, as good as I can be, given everything right now. <laughs> How has quarantine life been treating you? Quarantine life, it was definitely a headache in the beginning. It's like, I am trapped here and I just want to go outside and do the bare minimum things that I already participated in. But then like after a while, it's like, you didn't really go anywhere to begin with. So it's fine. <laughs> this is normal for you. <laughs> right? Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And that's exactly how I felt when I first started. Um, everyone was like, oh man, this stinks. And I'm like okay, this is like every day for me. The only difference <laughs> is like now it's like more work um, a little bit because everybody's home, including the the our daughter, Aria, who would typically be in school during the day. And then uh, my husband is now also home with us. So it's like the gang's all here, but it's also kind of fun, you know? At this point though, it's just like everyday life. So I'm not mad at it. <laughs> what do you consider to be your purpose and passion? If I am being completely honest, I still ask myself that question to this day as far really? as what my purpose is. Yes. Like I feel like it's not really one thing, but I definitely feel like it'll have to be something when it comes to helping people. 
even though like lately I've been really diving into like fitness and like transforming people's bodies and how they feel about themselves and especially how they eat on top of that because they go hand in hand. So I feel like it'll probably be something within fitness because even the clients that I train now, it's like, yeah, I can run you through your workouts. Yes, I can tell you, okay, you should probably not be eating this, try to drink more water, this and the third, but we also still have conversations about body image and how that affects like our motivation when it comes to taking care of ourselves. And lately when I've been seeing like transformations with people that I've been working with for a few months, it's it's been really satisfying and just them letting me know that they're really getting something out of it and them being excited about it. I feel like that's kind of what's been steering me in this direction to make me feel like maybe this is like my main focus. And how did you begin to tap into those things? Well, first, let me say, I am so surprised to hear you say that you don't know what your purpose and passion is, because exactly what you stated as your purpose is what I thought it was the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when I see you um, on Instagram, and I know that Instagram is only a highlight reel of everybody's life. So I always take that with a grain of salt. But your fitness is like so bomb. Okay, so for those of you who don't follow her, first of all, I'm going to tell y'all to follow her. She's absolutely beautiful inside and out. But um, she's so motivating in um, the way that she shares her fitness journey. And um, your body is bomb. <laughs> but like, for real, I'm like, how can I was looking at one of those pictures? Um, and you were like sitting down and I could see like the cuts in, in your hips and stuff. And I'm like, gosh, like, how do you get that? You know? And I love my body. I'm so grateful for all the things that it can do. But then I also like see things here and there and I'm like, oh, that would be amazing. Like, that would be awesome. And then in your mind, you think, well, how do I attain these things? Or is that even possible for me? Um, So your fitness journey is really, really inspiring. But in addition to your fitness journey, there's also the one of your um, your hair journal journey, your natural hair journey, which is also very, very inspiring. Um, How you cut it all off, let it grow back, cut it up, color it. You are just living your best life. So I initially thought that those two things were the things that you would be you you would consider to be your purpose and your passion. So it's really interesting to um, hear you say uh, that you're unsure, which is totally fine because that's how life is. But the beautiful part is that you're considering what your options are. Yeah. I mean, like those are definitely two things that I'm really passionate about. Like if I could do those for the rest of my life, I would not be upset, like going to work, quote unquote, every day. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I just, I'm not sure if like, that's necessarily what my purpose is. Like, is this really what I'm called to do? Am I going to feel like I'm being called to do something later on? Or is it really just the things that I'm honestly passionate about and that I enjoy doing? Yeah. It was the same way. Like before I moved back to Georgia and I got to do um, a few people's natural hair out there and like just Mm -hmm. seeing how excited they are. Like, oh, I never had curls. I never had this. Like, I didn't think my hair was curly and all this extra stuff. And it's just like, yeah, this, this is all you. You you can be <laughs> this person every day if you want to be because it's yours. And like just seeing how excited they would get and how they're like, okay, well, let me make a routine. Let me be consistent. Let me call you when I have questions. Just their excitement reminded me like, okay, I, I really enjoy this. This is something I really would like to do. Before the whole COVID-19 thing started, I was actually about to go to cosmetology school for it. So, Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> So what did you initially go to school for? What did you initially study? 
um, at my, I went to two different schools. My first school that I was at for two years, my major was biology. My main end goal was like physical therapy. Um, mm. Then I transferred to Georgia State. I did three years there. And, you know, another three years, I was just like, <laughs> do I really want to commit to um, another like four years of school on top of this? I don't know. But when I transferred, my major ended up having to be changed to um, exercise science for what I wanted to do. So that's what I have my degree in. You're like doing a lot of things that are aligned with the thing that you studied. And that's not something that a lot of people can say of their um, their their college degrees. You know, I feel like people go and get the paper, but then they don't actually use those things in their everyday life. And you're living it. So that's amazing. Yeah, the whole fitness aspect was actually like super far away from my mind. It was more so like, no, I wanted to be in like the clinical setting. I want to do like cardiac rehab. That's what I had like set my mind on before graduation had actually gotten there. And then as we were graduating, that's when we started to find out like, okay, people in those jobs typically retire from them. So no one is going anywhere. So it's not too many people hiring for positions like that. It's like, Ah, so now what? So then with that degree, it's considered like a stepping stone. So you're really, the only options that you really have left are things like being a personal trainer and stuff like that. Mm. So I kind of did it here and there. But then when quarantine happened, it kind of really forced me into it because it's like, well, you don't really have many options right now. You need to do something. So then I started really focusing on it for real. And I actually ended up liking it more than I thought I would because I'm kind of introverted. So like personal training was like the farthest thing from my mind. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a little much, uh, a little bit more talking and interaction than I'm comfortable with. But now I'm like totally fine with it. And I'm actually starting to like it a lot more than I realized. So it worked out. So how are you managing this um, new business during quarantine? Like, how do you typically interact with your clients? Um, Recently, actually, within the last few weeks now, I have set up a page for all of the people that buy customized workout plans for me and the people that I actually train in person outdoors right now, you know, try to keep your little distance and everything to still get the workout in. Those people have access to that Facebook group we do daily check-ins. We do water reminders, see what everybody's eating, new workout ideas to see if you want me to incorporate more things into your specific workout, stuff like that. And I also do accountability reminders, just even through text messages and stuff like that for people who really need that extra boost, especially for people who aren't really like super active on social media. So I ba- I basically do it like that. And I just started my fitness page on Instagram just so they can follow along with things a little easier on there. That's dope. <laughs> so look, for all of y'all at home looking to get your fitness in, keeping it right, keeping it tight, make sure you hit Felicia up because she got the goods. <laughs> <laughs> um, So you are so fit and you make fitness look so fun and easy. Prior to um, going to school to study fitness, have you always been big on working out? Or was it something where there was a catalyst in your life that spurred you into action and motivated you to really get your fitness in? The short answer is no. (laughs) I was not like super 
big on working out. It was that was probably one of the main struggles I had was um, motivating myself. Like I'm fine like helping other people with that situation, but for me, it's very hard for me to like want it for myself and to motivate myself to get up and do things. It's a little easier now now that it's become a habit, but before no. I played sports growing up from middle school to what my second year in college. Mm-hmm. So, you know, working out wasn't really an option. You you hit weights, you work out, you play sports. That that was it. That was my life. But outside of that and like off season and stuff, it would only be like sometimes that I would be like, okay, I need to really get in shape. I really want to focus on like jumping higher, generating more power, stuff like that. So then I would work out. It had to be certain things that really motivated me too. Mm. So now that this is a part of your lifestyle to the point where it's your business, right. um, how often do you work out and what does your typical gym day look like? To be completely honest, my workouts can be anywhere from three to five days. <laughs> three days are like, hey, it's that time of the month. I am fat right now. I'm not interested in doing anything besides eating cookies. I'm not going to lie. I want to watch movies and I want to be emotional and that's it. That's all for at least five days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So normally I try to do at least five days and I do split up my workout. So it's just like hamstrings and glutes. And then I'll do like quads and calves or something like that. Upper body day. And then I have my cardio and ab day as well. So it just depends on what day it is. Um, With everything going on right now, I have not been to the gym since it opened up. I think I'm going to give it like another week or two. So (laughs) don't forget your hand sanitizer. Right. The whole life on wife. The whole nine. Right. Well, let me start with saying I love the fact that you give yourself grace. Because so often when we see people who are in the fitness world, we feel like it seems as though they're just constantly go, 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 go. Like they take no days off. Like mm-hmm. you, you imagine that if someone's lifestyle is fitness, that they don't allow themselves to like live like a normal human being, <laughs> you know, everything is working out. Everything is managing your um, eating habits to the point where you don't get to indulge at all. But it's really refreshing to hear that even with um, having that be so, uh, much of a part of your life, you're still, you still allow yourself to like live to a point where you can enjoy, um, you know, like regular things, <laughs> regular life. That's really dope. Yeah. I think you have to be realistic with yourself. You know, I mean, when I've been growing up, I've always had the appetite of a grown man. Like I can eat. <laughs> I know that I enjoy certain things, so I'm not going to be like super duper hard on myself, but at the same time, I'm not going to go crazy to where I'm not reaching the goals that I set for myself either. So when it's that time of the month, that is like my cheat time. So I like have things probably two or three days out the month that I just really want or that I'm really craving. I let myself have those things and I work hard the rest of the month. Nice. So now I'm really curious because you said, um, you mentioned the goals that you set for yourself. Someone looking at you may think, what type of goals does she have? Because she's already body goals. <laughs> so what does setting goals in fitness and, and health and wellness look like for someone who is already very fit and whose um, 
fitness is a part of their lifestyle. Like, how do you set your goals given um, your current physical state and the fact that this is just what you do for a living? For myself, I feel like I I try to be as realistic as possible. Like, obviously, I've had an entire kid and was like, I can't tell that you've had a baby in this and the third. And then in my mind, I'm like, you've also have not seen me in any tights or clothing that show the bottom half of my stomach. So there's that. But <laughs> so, you know, I'm realistic with things with like that extra skin and stuff. It doesn't really go away. So like mm-hmm. I know what my abs are capable of looking like, probably at their best versus what I know they won't look like before I had a child and everything like that. So I have goals like as far as my abs, like the type of definition I know I could see if I was really strict with my diet. Um, I have weight goals that I would like to reach as far as how much weight I feel like I'm comfortable seeing on my body. Like post baby, I lost a whole lot of weight and I realized, okay, me walking around with a head full of hair I just look like a lollipop because everything else I look like some sticks (laughs) so you know and that's just not really what I wanted for myself so I'm just like okay let me find a happy weight that works for my lifestyle and my eating habits that I'm also pleased with looking at in the mirror every day you know yeah so I just try to be realistic with myself and as far as like my health goals I want to get to a point where there are certain things that I just do not eat anymore and it also does not have a negative impact on how I see myself in the mirror as well, weight-wise. Oh, ain't that the truth. <laughs> now that it's starting to hit the, the warm seasons, for me, that's ice cream. Like, I don't know what it is. As soon as it starts getting hot, like over 73 degrees, I'm like, bring on the spoons. Like, <laughs> and the thing is, like, ice cream doesn't even make me feel good. Like, I think I've developed <laughs> some type of lactose intolerance as I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it tastes so good going down, but then my stomach is just like, girl, you know, you played yourself, um, but it happens every time the weather gets warm. So I, I totally feel you on trying to just be like, um, aligned with what, you know, your body likes and knowing what you need and staying away from certain things, but also enjoying life at the same time. You also talk a little bit about the way that you felt in, in, how you started to relate with yourself. I feel like that's also something that's really important to mention because um, I know that I also experienced that and I know a lot of people do. When you become pregnant, you don't really think about the weight because it's like you're so worried about the life that you have inside of you. You're just so excited. But it's almost like immediately as soon as the pregnancy is done, you're like, okay, I got to get myself back together. And I don't know, the first time I was pregnant, I felt almost like a... Um, not a pressure per se to snap back, but I almost kind of wanted to see what I could do based on like how celebrity culture is in a little, a little bit, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that was your experience at all, but, um, for me, that's what it was the first time. But then the second time I really just had to give myself grace. Like, I was just like, I don't feel like it. Like, you know, the way will come off when it comes off, that's it. Um, but I just remember after my first pregnancy, just being like, all right, I'm going to give myself three months to get all the weight off. And then three months passed and I didn't lose, like I lost a chunk of it, but I didn't look the way that I wanted to look. And I just remembered feeling so bad about myself, like just looking in the mirror, like squeezing my stomach and 
doing all of these things that aren't very productive. They're very counterproductive, actually, to making physical progress because um, I realized that my mental was getting the best of me. You know, almost immediately as soon as I let that go, then I started to make progress because I was doing things that made me happy and helping myself lose the weight in ways that made me happy. So there was less pressure there and more joy. You know, I don't know if that was your experience. I signed up for kickboxing classes and then a lot of the weight started to come off afterwards. And I felt so strong. (laughs) Um, Was there uh, an instance like that with you? Um, I definitely feel like it was like before I wasn't too much thinking about that. I was just like, it'll be fine. I'll just eat right and like get back to exercise and everything like that. And you know, that'll be that. Um, nobody really prepared me for, um, the after effects, like mm-hmm. <laughs> with nothing working down there. <laughs> so mm. like that heaviness that lasts, you know, when you walk around mm-hmm. feeling like your entire life is just going to fall out of your body. Um, yes, that feeling, um, so I was just like well I don't know about squats anytime soon I feel like my whole life might fall apart um I wasn't really prepared for that and then you know everybody reaches like their six weeks and you get cleared to like work out or do whatever and you should be okay like it lasted a lot longer for me I think um I was so (laughs) eager to get that whole snap back back you know um that I didn't really realize that maybe jumping the gun really messed me up. Basically it was just like, okay, it's been like six to eight weeks. I should be able to work out now. Call myself doing like one lunge and like the, um, I forgot what the name for like the bleeding afterwards is called, but that started all over again. I was like, okay, I can't even do lunges. These are regular body weight lunges. I'm never going to be able to work out. I'm going to be miserable and skinny for the rest of my life. (laughs) like that was where my head was but um the relationship that I was in a little while after I had my daughter like I think that's what honestly helped with my body image and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like I don't know if this is TMI or not but have you ever had someone like literally kiss things that you are super insecure about um for me it was like stretch marks and like it was like just regular kisses, nothing crazy. It was just like, I love these. And like, I don't know, that just did something for my life and being in that relationship. It was healthy for me. It put me in a healthier head headspace to really look at myself like, you look fine. You're still more than desirable. You are okay. Like you can fix the things that you are insecure about later on in life. You need to give it some time because you're being impatient with yourself. So for me, it definitely was... Um, a little challenge like that, um, having expectations of myself a little too soon, I guess I could say. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And no, it was not TMI. There is never TMI here, okay? <laughs> for real, I'll be telling everybody my business. Like, <laughs> I know, my husband sometimes, like, when I say things, I, like, look at him and see him in the corner of my eyes, and he's giving me a little bit of side eye, but I'm like, you know what it is. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you guys I know what it is. Can't overshare, so I have to like catch myself at times. Like, let me make sure. Oh no, it is funny. okay. It's really awesome that um you had someone in your life that could help you learn to love yourself in that way again, 
Um, cause sometimes, you know, we want to think that we can, we can come to that on our own, but sometimes we really do need that help and we need that assurance. And it's not a matter of needing someone else to love you before you love yourself, but it's also very helpful to have people see you in, in a light where you don't see yourself sometimes so that they can bring you to that space of seeing you in that same way. So that's awesome. Um, and I also really appreciate the fact that you speak about it from the other side of being skinny, like feeling this way um, as someone who um, most people wouldn't think would see themselves um, having body issues or that in that funny. way. You know what I mean? Yeah, Everyone I said it and it came out of my mouth. I was like, these people are like rolling their eyes. I was like, really? You're complaining about being skinny? Really? But it was to the point where my family was asking if I was eating. Like, it was that skinny for me. It was unusual for the people who knew me. Mm. But also, I feel like it's really important to mention it because you uh, just, it, like, there are two ends to a spectrum. You know, um, oh, okay, This Is Us. Do you watch This Is Us? Yes. Oh my gosh. So, um, what is Chrissy Metzger? Is that her name? Oh my gosh. You know who I'm talking about? The best friend that's like super extra. The one that, um, is having about to have Kevin's baby. Amber, not her name. Is it Amber? Is it? Oh yeah. I know which one you're talking about. What about her? I want to call her like Polly Peppy. Like I forget her name, but I remember watching that episode and not feeling any type of way about, um, her sharing her experience in the um, workshop that they were in. For those of you who don't watch This Is Us, it was a workshop where, uh, gosh, I can't even remember her ma- the character's name. The sister Randall. was going to um, Beth. the therapy class about being overweight and stuff like that. Yes. It's like a camp. Yes. I can't remember their names. I'm like, This Is Us needs to come back so I can remember everything that happened. Right. <laughs> um, but they were essentially in this weight workshop. And... Um, most of the people that were in the workshop were heavy set, And then there was this one skinny girl that was talking and everybody was rolling their eyes at her. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really important to mention, um, she, she suffered from body dysmorphia. Everybody has their thing, you know, like there should never be shame around people speaking their mind about how they feel because we don't know what other people's experiences are. And that's part of the reason why I even have this podcast because it's a way for us to have a full understanding of where people are coming from. You know, like some persons, some person, one person's thing may be wanting to lose weight. Another person's thing may be wanting to gain weight. Um, and you may not, you may roll your eyes initially hearing it, but that's just because you don't know what you don't know. You also don't know that a person's experiences or why they feel the way that they do. So I think it's really important that, um, you know, people just share their experiences so that there's an understanding so that we can all heal together and come from a perspective of understanding, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm really, I'm really glad that you shared that. Somebody needed to hear it. And I know that you're not the only person that's ever felt that way. Um, so thank you. Of course. I feel like um, a lot of people don't really realize that things that you may be insecure about that can lead to things like depression. Depression does not discriminate. <laughs> It does not care what things are causing you to feel like that sadness or anything like that. So I don't feel like, you know, people should be judged because it's not the same struggle. Exactly. Like depression exactly. is depression. It, it will come for both of you regardless. Skinny, tall, fat, <laughs> or all of it. Okay. 
<laughs> I was about to say I'm I'm like really bad at coming up with jokes in the like on the fly. But the something that came to my mind, I was like, oh, this is funny. And I was about to say depression is like Uncle Sam. I don't care who you are. So wants this right. I want you to pay up. You know. Right. So now that we've spoken about your identity um, as a mom and your mom body and um, just what that transition was like and where you are now, what are some of the key motivators that help you get up and get out? to work out every day. Um, and can you share at least five of them? Because Lord knows we could all use a little inspiration right now, especially during this quarantine time. Okay. So some of my fitness motivations, I'm going to be completely honest because I'm totally okay with it, but some of them are really, you know, superficial. It's like, I want to look amazing with no clothes on. I'm fine that that is one of the things that makes me go exercise. Totally fine with that. Mm -hmm. So that's one. Um, I want to get to a point where I do not feel bad when I eat an entire pack of cookies on my cheat day. I want to be okay with that. Because like I, think, mm -hmm. okay, I know I'm going to go work my butt off and to look the way I need to look and to try to flush all of those obnoxious things that I ate out of my system. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also try to do it because I have family members that aren't in like the super best health or that need to get up and do things more often. So me getting up to do those things and like shooting text messages, like, Hey, you want to go hike or you want to go ride a bike or get on FaceTime. We're about to work out. You can work out with us this, that, and the third. It'll make them get up too. So then it's like promoting the longevity of people that are close to me. You know, you want them around for as long as possible. So it's yeah. that. And then I take into account that I have an entire person that I am responsible for. And you're going to need yeah. to be around for a while and in a good enough shape to make sure that I'm actually helpful and not just there and more of a burden for you to take care of later on in life. Um, there are things that I want to um, like health wise that I feel like could be better with myself. So that's also another reason. Um, and I'm also like a walking business card for myself at this point so it's like okay you don't look like you should be working anybody out so you need to go work out like that's that's how I look it's like when a hairstylist hands you a card like oh you should come see me and their hair is like looking crazy or not the way you would ever want your hair to look so it's just like let me make sure I look like something you know I need to look like what I'm advertising yeah. So for me, those are like the main things that really make me get up and go like, or I'll look in the mirror like, you know, you could be real fine if you wanted to. You could. You <laughs> should go do that. Like, let me go work out and quit playing with myself. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. For reals, for reals. I love that you shared that, uh, that Koi, sorry, is one of your main motivations because I found that that was the singular thing I think that really motivated me to start wanting to really, really get my health and my happy in check after having um, our second child. Because the, after the first one with Aria, I went to kickboxing and that was great. And girl, I kid you not, I think I had been doing kickboxing for a year. So I felt great. I was super strong. I could do push-ups and all this stuff. And I was like, it was summertime too. So I was like, ooh, summer 19 or no, at that point it was summer, it was summer 17. I was like, ooh, summer 17, about to be lit. Like this right. body is looking girl. Girl, tell me why a week before my birthday or so I found out I was pregnant again. I cried. I, <laughs> I, I cried for three days straight. 
I did. I'm not going to lie. I definitely did. Um, And after that pregnancy, I really realized I needed to take more of my health and my wellness into consideration just because, you know, um, I wanted to be around for them. And I also wanted to be able to play with them. Like play is such an important part of my life. And I I didn't want to be a parent that was like, wheezing, just tickling them or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And at one point I think that I realized that that was starting to happen. And um, so, and I really just also wasn't very happy with the way that I looked and my clothes. I really just wanted to fit my clothes the same way. Yeah. Whatever. There were a couple of, uh, there were a couple of things that inspired me, but I, I love that you mentioned that, that coin. <laughs> trying to make and- me have more kids. <laughs> yeah, like, coin- <laughs> Lord, what you trying to tell me right now? One is enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be a Nigerian parent right now <laughs> because I promise you, they are always trying to put extra children on you. Maybe it's time for another one. I don't think so. I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> How has motherhood impacted or affected your mindset in the way that you interact and care for your body? <clears throat> um, I think of it more. There are days where, like, I realize just how much kids pay attention to you. Mm. So it's just like, I don't want you to pick up bad habits that are going to stick with you as you get older. Some days, which I told you those few days out of the month where I'm just like, you know what? I'm not a kid anymore. If I want to have cookies for breakfast, I'm going to have cookies for breakfast. Mm-hmm. But I don't want her to like watch me do things like that. Think like, hey, it's okay to have cookies for breakfast, and I don't have to eat real food later on in life and stuff like that. And I'm just like, no, this is not okay. It's not an everyday yeah. thing. You, these are not things that you probably should be doing. And um, trying to make sure you know your kid eats the things that they need to eat, especially being so young, like setting that foundation. Just like I need you to want. I really want for you to want to eat things that are really good for you. I want you to ask for cabbage when I ask you what you want for dinner. I want you to tell me you want greens and fish or whatever the case is. I don't want you to ask me for pizza every single night. And in order for that to happen, I feel like I have to set an example. Whereas it's like, okay, let me fix my plate. And like, you acting like you don't want real food. Wait till I sit down with this whole plate of food and you come over and you want to taste it. You realize it's delicious. And you're like, oh, can I have some of that? You know, it just kind of sets the tone. Like, okay, maybe I do like real food. Maybe I do like cabbage. Maybe I do like eating my mm-hmm. food. <laughs> and that's the trick, parents. Like, yep. All of y'all who are listening. I, don't, I, I never really understood. Our children are the same way. They eat fruits and vegetables. And somebody was asking, like, how did you get them to like them? And I'm like, but that's just what we eat. You know, they everything that you do as a parent trains your child for what they should be doing. Like, And it's not even a, a work thing. It's really just a matter of leading by example. So I really think that that's that's dope that you live that way but that you also still as a fitness expert um allow yourself that play and allow yourself that freedom to enjoy the the sweet life (laughs) yeah the next question I want to ask you is probably one that everybody is wondering and waiting for because this is the struggle of life when it comes to working out but time how do you make time to dedicate to working out while also managing your role as a mom, studying or managing your business and working. Um, Because 
time is usually the number one excuse I, I find uh, to, to not work out when I don't feel like it. And it was also one that was pretty prominent in my life. And it's also one that I hear from people a lot, parent or not. So um, how do you make time to work out? You have to want to make time to work out. You really have to want you have to have some type of fitness goals for yourself that you really want to achieve for you to make time for working out. Like um, when my daughter was smaller, I was still in college. I had to finish my last two years. Um, my dad is retired, so he would keep her while I was at school. So I would go to school, go straight home. Mind you, I had like 8 a.m. classes, stuff like that. So I would go straight to school. I'm up by like no later than six, six fifteen. Straight to school, two or three classes, straight home. At that point, it's like maybe two or three. Then of course, when she sees me, it was just like, okay, I want my mom. I'm like six months old. I've been missing you all day long. And she was also breastfeeding too. So that was a, a, a whole issue inside of itself. And people don't realize how draining breastfeeding can be. So there was that, go straight home, feed her, give her all the attention in the world, still find time to make like dinner and everything on top of that and basically have enough time to do whatever assignments, take a shower, start the whole process all over the next day. So what I wanted to do was just like, well, I'm never going to get back in any type of shape that I want to be in if I don't like work out and I'm not going to work out like 30 minutes before I go to sleep. So what I would start doing is that small gap that I had in between um, my classes, it may have been 30 minutes or 45 minutes. That was the time where I was like, you just got to pack your workout clothes and take them with you. Change it to your workout clothes. Go ahead, get that workout in before your last class, get your life together, go to that last class, go straight home and do everything else that you need to do basically. It's just something that you really have to want to do. If it's not, then you're not going to do it. And a lot of the time, what I tell a lot of people who just aren't motivated, you have to first find something that will motivate you or someone. If if you're like me and it's not like, you know, it's just like, I really could just like not work out and just get over. (laughs) Like like I, I tend to be that person. So I had to find things that motivated me to get up and make time for it. So a lot of times what I say is whatever days that you feel most like, wow, I really do not want to work out or do anything today, that is the day that you need to work out. Those are your days where you go the hardest. When you don't want to work out, you get the best workout in. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's science. I don't know. But (laughs) it's like if you are dreading exercising that day, that is the day that you need to work out in for real. That's so interesting. I would have, I naturally, when I heard you say that in my mind, I'm thinking that should be your rest day. <laughs> That's the day you need to go work out for real. Oh, wow. Look at you. Tell, and look at, look at us learning new things today. All of y'all who are listening and thinking <laughs> to yourself right now. And I was just about to, my, to tell myself not to go to the gym today. Let this be your inspo. Okay. Go to the gym. <laughs> today is not your rest day. Nine o'clock, I was working out because I was like, I was putting it off all day yesterday. But I was like, nope, I put these reminders in my phone for a reason. And they're not going to stop going off until I mark them as done and it hasn't been done yet. So let me go ahead and work out, get it over with, got it over with. And now I can't lift my arms, but it was a productive day yesterday. (laughs) Speaking about um, your 
your daughter, Koi, when your father had her, when you would come back from school and, and in between classes and everything, um, did you ever find times or moments where you could incorporate her into some of your f- fitness routine? Um, well, when I first started like working out for real for real, when I realized that like I needed to really take things easy, that's when I just kind of started with yoga for a while. I got back into the habit of doing yoga before I started like lifting and everything like that again. So a lot of that time, you know, kids like, oh, my mom is on the floor. Like my parent is like playing on the floor. I always play on the floor. This seems like a great time. Let me crawl all over them like they're a jungle gym. So then it was incorporating her into like whatever movements I was doing that she could like lay on me or hold on to me and stuff like that. Um, Oh, also currently with this quarantine thing going on, if anybody's like into fitness or like wanted to get fit during quarantine, you know, weights have been sold out everywhere. Mm. So I'm just like, okay. My child is like a solid 35, 40 pounds. Hey, you want right. to play a game? Get on my back. We're about to get these squats in real quick. <laughs> so yes. like that, or like our trips to the park, we'll have like little races, stuff like that. Awesome. Do you find that she's um, become interested in your fitness routine to the point where now she's doing stuff on her own now oh, that she watches you when she does things? No question. She's been in Amazon for several months. Like she was holding her head up by herself really early. It was very alarming. I was just like, um, I know you were past your due date, but now I'm starting to think you were way past your due date. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> like there's a high countertop here. She calls herself doing pull-ups. And I'm just like, how can you do chin-ups oh at three? God. What are you doing? Your upper body is a bit much. And then that <laughs> combined with um, the gymnastics class she was taking before everything happened, like now I just see her trying to do squats or like when I do work out at the park, she does the walking lunges with me and stuff like that. So she definitely participates. Oh my goodness. Y'all are going to be like a mommy daughter duo, fitness duo. <laughs> what are some of your favorite workouts that give maximum results with the least amount of work? Because, you know, we're all easing into this whole fitness situation. So, um, I'm asking this question for basically all of us who want to start, but want to start by committing small, especially during this time of quarantine. Well, if you are somebody who does not mind going to the gym right away, (laughs) if you are open to going to the gym, I would say ease yourself into some weightlifting. I feel like that will definitely get everything going without you feeling like I feel like I'm doing a whole lot of jumping around and you're not interested in the whole like hit workout aspect of things with it being so high intensity off the bat. You could start with something like that or like, you know, make it like a a regular lifestyle thing. Like if you have a bike, go biking, find somewhere that has like small heels and work your way up to places that are a bit more healy and stuff like that, where you feel like you're just doing an activity that you don't mind doing or that you may even like. And then realizing how many calories and stuff like that that you burn. So in other words, you're telling everybody to live in joy, right? <laughs> Look at me yeah, talking about stuff. things that you already <laughs> like doing and intensive yes. a little, you know? If you play sports, take it serious. Go your hardest whenever you play. Like I used to play volleyball and everything like that. Um, before I started lifting for real, I found a recreational co-ed volleyball program to go to and it was just like of course since it was co-ed like these guys don't care that you're a girl 
<laughs> that ball is coming and he's hitting it as hard as he can. So it was like a little more intense, but you're still doing something that you enjoy, you know? So it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm making myself do something I don't want to do or that I won't end up sticking to. Yes. Let me tell you, before this quarantine, I, well, I started running again last year. And I d- challenged myself to 90 days of running when I was really trying to like burn the rest of whatever. And um, I hit my 90 days and that was all good and dandy. And I, then winter came and I was like, I'm not doing that. I did it a little bit, not too much. Um, but now that it's nice, this quarantine time, to your point, I purchased some skates. And let me tell you how many calories I burn skate. I love skating. It is so much fun. <laughs> like it burns my glutes. It burns my thighs. I like, I can do it for two hours and it's essentially like running, but like gliding on wheels. You, the, I feel like the physical movements of running are essentially there and you're basically in a constant state of a squat. Um, cause you gotta, you know, bend your knees and stuff while you're skating, but it's just so much fun. So to your point, I hope that you guys who are at home and looking for ways to commit that you start small with joy because joy allows you to live intentionally and do more of the things that you actually want to do. So thank you for sharing that. That's an amazing tip. Of course. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Well, I saw you on those skates on Instagram and I was just like, she make me want to get some skates, but I remember the last time I had on skates. So we're not going to do that. We just watch from a distance and live vicariously. Oh no, girl, get the skates. It's so much fun. Just get your protective gear popping. I fell twice today. (laughs) So who are some of your biggest workout inspirations and influencers? Do you mind sharing who they are and why? Hmm. That is a really good question. Um, I think I do a thing that a lot of people do. You try to find people that more so have your body type for um, inspiration a lot of the times. Um, I would say I honestly really only have one to where it's some type of goals, I guess you could say. And it's not even so much that she's body goals, but after going to school for like exercise science and everything like that, you really appreciate people who know their stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of people that I see like that offer fitness programs, but are also handing out like nutritional guides that are not like licensed nutritionists and things like that. <laughs> and don't take into account a lot of the other important factors that come along with people's diets when just trying to give them a basic nutritional guide so just it's kind of irresponsible but she is one of the most responsible people that think about those types of things and like incorporating functional movements like do things that make sense a lot of your exercises are going to be like super repetitive and things like that and just different variations of things that basically work the same muscles um yeah so it's pretty much just one person I always said if I ever got a personal trainer myself it would be her especially for the motivation aspect of it. I just need somebody to basically make me do things. <laughs> so she is the fitness key on Instagram and it's the fitness key because her name is Kiera. So it's K-I instead of K-E-Y. But yeah, I would say that's like the one person that can literally make me get up the days where I'm just like, I'm not working out today. Or I'll get on Instagram and I'll like tap her. So I'm like, okay, let me go work out today and quit playing with myself. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And she's also now a mom. She is a new mom as of what? Probably about six months now. So she has a whole little cutie pie that just smiles whenever he sees his own face in the camera. And I say, okay, you are too cute. So 
Oh my she god. Making herself more and more into my heart as the days go by. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's also so important to n- note that like we all need accountability. No matter where we are in our journey, no matter where we are in our life, no matter where we are and what we're doing, um everybody needs accountability. Even your coach coach need accountability. Like Yeah. You know, Sometimes people look at Oprah and think she doesn't have people that hold her accountable, but I am sure that Oprah has her own person, you know? I wonder if that's who Iyanla is. I'm not sure. But, you know, everybody needs their person. So thank you for sharing yours with us. Yeah, I don't think um, people realize a lot of times your trainer has a trainer. <laughs> a lot of times out of 10, your trainer has a trainer. So you know. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense. So we are getting nearer and nearer to the end. But before we go... We need to know, how do you practice self-care? Because for some people, working out is their self-care. But being that this is your jazab, um, I'm sure that you may have other ways that you engage with self-care as an entrepreneur, as a mom, as a creative, and so much more. Uh, My self-care, I actually have been loving it as I get older um, because it's becoming a little more extensive, but not to where it feels like a chore. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of different things for self-care. Of course, there are like the physical aspects where it's just like I'll either treat myself to a facial or I'll do like my at-home facial steaming sessions, put on a nice mask or like yoni steaming after that time of the month. You know, I got my little playlist. I light my candles. I make sure my child is out of the house that day so I'm not interrupted. Mm-hmm. Nobody poking and prodding at me. Nothing like that. <laughs> I enjoy that time. Get my little meditating on. Then I have other aspects of my self-care, which is more like um, a lot of times, you know, you you're in relationships and things like that. And just in life, even if it's not intimate relationships, just like friendships and everything like that. What I've started doing is asking how I treat people or how they felt like I've treated them before and how our relationship was or like things that I should work on about myself. So I keep a list in my phone of like character traits that I need to improve about myself or like ways that I can be a better person, just be a better me, things for me to work on. So then usually I pick one or two out of the month and that is what I focus on that entire month. I'll reflect on it, do some breathing exercises, um, write out some ways that I can make that happen and make it become a habit. So that's that is so awesome. That's so dope. Girl, I want me a nice, wonderful husband that just gets treated amazing. And I want that same energy in return. I want great friends. I okay. want a happy child who doesn't have to recover from things as she gets older because of me. So, Girl, you okay. are doing all the works. I love this. I keep saying I love, I love, I love. But it's, <laughs> it's so true. Like, just hearing you speak has been so um enriching and has really like made my night like and to think that this all started from me insta stalking you (laughs) just kidding I didn't stalk you but I was very intrigued I was like oh my goodness she's so cute I feel like she could be my friend like I want us to be friends yeah your energy was great I was like oh she's fun that was before I even heard your like bubbly voice and anything like that I was like oh she seems cool oh is this a mom friend is this gonna be a mom friend I'm gonna have mom this is great (laughs) for real it's so funny because like some people get so down on social media and at times I can be one of those people but just because of um the fact that a lot uh it's very easy to fall into the illusion of what social media 
creates, you know, versus the authentic relationships and engagement, um, you know, people doing things just to feed the machine. But I have gained so many amazing relationships and had so many awesome conversations through this, uh, the use of the platform, social media as a platform, you know, Um, and you are one of those people. So I am so grateful that you have taken an hour out of your night when your kid is sleeping and you could be doing other things. Um, I'm so grateful that you've taken that time to speak with me and share your experiences. And also that um, you, you, you stuck it out with me during our technical difficulty. <laughs> Y'all don't even know. Listening, this has been a long time coming, like almost a year in the works, okay? <laughs> um, so I'm just really grateful, and I, I, I really appreciate you, your story, um, your time, and just all the good, the good vibes and energy that you put into the world. But before we go, I got one last question for you. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're like, what is it? It's not going to be anything great. <laughs> I'm always um, So how do you live rich? And in your opinion, what exemplifies a true live rich moment? Mm, that's a good one. Thank you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> a true live rich moment. I live rich by... Well, we know it's not through money because we are not rich over here. Uh, you are in Jesus' name. Girl, you better not say that over your life. You I'm going to throw that yet on the end. We just going to throw that yet on the end. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so until then, my live rich <laughs> moments would probably have to be through contentment. Mm. Contentment without... Um, feeling stagnant, knowing that whatever I do, regardless of how small or how much it is, it's still progress. Yes. I'm giving you the coaching. <laughs> being satisfied with the things that I have, the people in my life, and not feeling like I need to have an abundance of all aspects of my life, if that makes sense. I think those yes. are my leverage moments. Like, I'm happy. I don't have what people probably expect me to have or think I should have at like this age or given circumstances. And I'm okay with it. I'm very okay with that. So those are definitely my live rich moments. Girl, yeah, hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what the live rich movement is about. Engaging with gratitude through those things, you're able to attract and manifest more of the other things. So um, you know, that abundance is there and it'll just build on itself. So I hope that all of you guys listening have gotten some awesome um, information that you can take with you during this time of quarantine to make sure that you are getting your mind and your body right as you show gratitude and contentment, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you for having me. No problem, girl. I'm going to let you get back to your night at this point. But before I do that, you know I got to tell the people where they can find you, but I'll let you do that. (laughs) Where can people get these fitness tips and tricks and sign up for your membership program and all of the other things? Please let them know. Okay, so on Instagram, you can follow me at Lachelle Fitness. That's L-A-C-H-E. L-L-E underscore fitness or, you know, my main page as well. Felicia Lachelle works all the same. I'll still get back to you regardless. 
Um, I've tried to limit my social media. I'm going through my simplicity um, phase at the moment. So for the most part, just there. Of course, I check my email regularly, which is also found on that platform. And yeah. My Body is a Wonderland, an excerpt from the Live Rich Mommy blog, June 2nd, 2018. In my latest Thrifty Thursday post, I shared a little bit about my current state of mind when it comes to my physical appearance. I was stating it lightly, but the truth of the matter is, I hate my body right now. I know. I just had a baby only three months ago. I know I should be kinder to myself, gentle, and more self-loving considering the miracle I just birthed into the world. While all this is true, I started this blog as an outlet for my pregnancy and motherhood journey, a place where I can share my truths in its realm. Right now, my truth is that I feel frumpy and sluggish most days. I hate that my legs rub together when I walk, that my stomach is hanging over my pants, and that I can now see cellulite in my arms, which has never happened before in my entire life. Yes, I will get to the being kind and gentle part soon, But right now, I'm assessing my situation, and I feel like it's okay for me to feel how I feel. For me, learning to love my new mommy body means living in the strength of the body that I've chosen to create for myself, not settling into the idea of, whoop, this is who I am now, and being comfortable with the idea of accepting a state of being that I'm not totally satisfied with. I usually try to lead with the positive outlook in every situation, And in this particular moment, my sunny side is that I'm alive and healthy with a healthy baby boy and that everything is functioning as it should. For this, I am grateful. Though I've lost about 30 pounds in the three months since giving birth to Jay's, I just hit 200 pounds the week he was born. I can't help but be uneasy about my current weight. I'm still about 35 pounds over my pre-pregnancy weight. For me, the issue isn't solely how I look, but more importantly, how I feel. I don't feel like myself. Many of my clothes don't fit the way I like, and there's absolutely no way I'm replacing my wardrobe. There's way too many finds in there. Too many good finds at that. Tomorrow officially marks one month until my 31st birthday. Yay! I want to enter my 31st year feeling strong, bold, sexy, and fearless. So what better time to make the move than now? I know I've probably bored you all enough, but I'm not sharing this because I want compliments or to be told how great I look after having a baby. I'm sharing all this because I want to be held accountable. I'm a huge fan of the treat yourself ideology. For me, every day is treat yourself day. But I'm also coming to accept that in order for me to be in the place that I want to be in life, wait aside, I'm also talking about business, relationships, creative aspirations, etc. I need to become a bit more disciplined. That's not to say that I'll never fall off, but I'm also recognizing that these are the times when I truly need to be kindest to myself as I continue to strive towards my health and wellness goals. After my pregnancy with Aria, I took about six months before I started working out again. Knowing how much I hate going to the gym, I tried kickboxing classes and fell in love. It got to the point where I would go five days a week and actually look forward to my daily sweat sessions. 
Sadly, that was before we moved and my financial situation changed since I'm no longer working full time. Now that I'm on kid number two, I think that it's time for me to find another workout vibe that fits my current circumstances. How many of you can relate to that, right? Like, there are always two sides to every coin when it comes to pregnancy. The anticipation and excitement as your body stretches and grows to new heights as you're preparing to deliver life into the world. But then right on the other side, as soon as you drop that baby, <laughs> then there's the idea or the pressure of getting back to your pre-pregnancy body or snapping back and looking better than you did before or the idea that, well, you just had a kid. Well, your, your, your mommy body is your new normal. But what if you don't want that to be your new normal? What if you want to feel good in your body? And not to say that feeling good in your body has to be at a certain weight. That's not it. But just feeling comfortable in your own skin. I'm sure that many of you have probably felt this way or dealt with this. And I want you to know that you're not alone. And if you're willing to do the work in in finding what works best for you and what you really need to find your happy, healthy body, then I would really encourage you to speak with our guest, Felicia, and also talk about it. Because a lot of times, the biggest part of the battle in getting to where you want to be physically is getting out of your mind mentally and sharing what it is that you're actually thinking. A lot of the time, the weight that we carry on our bodies is largely due to the weight that we carry in our minds. So if you are feeling this way, I want to encourage you to engage in a conversation with someone, another mommy friend who's probably gone through um, a birth and was probably feeling the same way. And maybe you guys can hold each other accountable. Maybe doing virtual workout sessions or going on daily walks with your kids and finding new and creative ways to make sure that you are being happy, healthy and practicing your version of happy, healthy, not only physically, but also mentally, because as much as you exercise your mind, you'll find that you're also going to be exercising your body as well. By the way, if you were listening to this week's episode and thought to yourself, hey, I'd like to engage in some happy, healthy body goals. Well, then it sounds like you, my friend, may be ready to join us for the next LRM challenge. September's challenge is Happy Healthy Habits. If you're interested in joining us for the challenge, head on over to the site liverichmovement.com challenges to join us for the 21-day habit-transforming goodness that is to come. That pretty much concludes this week's episode. I want to thank you all for listening and much love to Felicia for chatting with us and hooking us up with all the fitness 411 and beyond. Please follow her everywhere at Felicia Lachelle. I hope that you come back and check us out in the weeks to come. I'd also love to know what you think about this week's episode and the podcast as a whole. Leave a comment and rate this podcast wherever you happen to be listening to it. And if you have any suggestions on how to better improve the podcast in the future, because I am always down for a little constructive criticism, feel free to DM me or send me a message across any of my platforms at Erica Lasan, or you could also email me at info at ericalasan.com. And if you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to know more about what the Live Rich Movement has to offer, you can head over to the site, liverichmovement.com. But until the next time, guys, I pray that you guys have an amazing week and that you do something that brings you joy this week and also brings you a little bit closer to your purpose. Until the next time, live rich and happy dream chasing. 
Bye.